0: I'm Don Landry, and along with Bill Hayes, once again, we'll present the gist of it. This week, going to be some yelling, I think, because we'll talk about Rob Ford, and bringing up the name of Toronto's mayor always seems to lead to yelling. ESPN suspends an anchor, fires an online editor for mistakes using a cliché at the wrong Jeremy Lin time. Rihanna and Chris Brown, do they deserve each other? The death of Whitney Houston and the exploitation of her sad passing... Mitt Romney brings a new meaning to the word stumping in Michigan. I love this state. It seems right here. Trees are the right height. The NHL trade deadline. Spare us the excruciating details. Just give us the big picture, please. Bill, a guy stripped naked in a Walmart parking lot in Pennsylvania. He then walked in and put a pair of socks on. You know I think? I would have started in the hat department. (laughs) This is the gist of it.
1: Bombs away, boys. Bombs away.
0: TTC General Manager Gary Webster has lost his job. There are reports that it will cost the city $500,000 or more to get out of his contract. Mr. Mayor, I do believe you've spilled a little gravy. What a move this is. It seems like it's nothing more than just... uh, Petulance. Petulance is a good word. Vindictive is uh, is an adjective that I definitely would have brought uh, to the table for this one. Five to four was the vote, so it's very close, but... Gary Webster, by all accounts, uh, came to that special meeting about the TTC a couple of weeks ago and in a very measured fashion, uh, answered questions as best he could, as honestly as he could, and uh, and was critical in, uh, in a not over-the-top fashion of the plan to, to build a subway along Eglinton and to ignore LRT. For this, after 30-some-odd years, he gets punted out. Uh, the good news for him is he's going to get a lot of dough, and they were printing... I heart Gary Webster buttons to hand out at city council last night. So he's going to come out of this looking pretty good. It had to be a difficult day for him. Who wants to march into a meeting where they know they're going to get their head handed to them and everybody else knows it and they're all there too. It had to be a very stressful day, but he's going to, he comes out looking pretty good here, I think. Well, the mayor does not.
1: The mayor looks really bad here. This This is one of those things where you could have waited, I believe he had, what, six, seven months before he was going to retire? Yeah. You know, the fact of the matter is what we're seeing right now, I think, is a setting up of the next mayoral election. I absolutely believe Karen Stintz will be on the one side, Rob Ford will be on the other, and if people of reason, and I'm not so sure there are a lot of them in this city, they will let it be a two-man race. And if that's the case, Karen Stintz wins this going away because Rob Ford, in my opinion, keeps doing strong-headed I, I i don't want to say stupid things but some of them that are politically not very smart uh, things that
0: uh, you're a, being a, too kind to the mayor i think i wouldn't let him run a neighborhood lemonade stand right now the way he has shown he's a bully he 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 doesn't he's not fit to manage the city he's he's not fit to manage much he doesn't understand what is necessary from the mayor's chair he believes for whatever reason that he and his brother doug really get all they wanted all the time by elbowing people physically and uh, see i think you're being too symbolically as well i think what else could it be you know coming in how the mayor's chair works. You've been on council. It is about coalition building. It is not about executive power. That's not the way it is. If you don't like it being that way, fine. Work within the system to give the mayor superpowers down the road the way they would have it, say, in some jurisdictions.
1: New York City comes to mind. You
0: knew going in how you had to manage this But Don, he had
1: the votes here to do it. So if it's about coalition building, he has the coalition. So uh, that being the case, I, he, does, I under- he does a
0: on council bill. That's but, ridiculous. Five-four understand- decision. Hold it.
1: On a, the in, this, in this particular instance, though, yeah. he did have it, and I, I agree with Taking you. Full council. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, he'd lose. Uh, he already right. did lose. I, uh, there's no question. And he'll keep losing. But but again, with him, that's not what this is about. This is a, this is a man who I don't think has the capacity to really uh, understand nuance, understand different ideas. The thing is, he's married to the idea of subways. He absolutely believes that's why he was elected. On that note, I think he's wrong. And he thinks he's doing the bidding of the people of the city of Toronto. He's not, I, I in my opinion... I think what people want in this city is something, whatever it might be, a transit system that works. Whatever it might be, we've talked about this before, just get the goddamn thing started. Just put the shovel in the ground. I don't care whether it's transit city, I don't care if it's subways, it doesn't matter to me, but this infighting has got to stop, and a real leader would know that. This is The Gist of It with Hayes and Landry. You know, Don, I like Toronto. The buildings are the right height the elevators generally go to the top not always but most of them nice cars subway cars and I'm pretty sure the LRT ones are pretty nice too yep I like Toronto I'll admit I'm plagiarizing to some extent I'm actually running for president.
0: Yes, uh, oh, you sound like a pretty good Republican candidate. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to rehearse this a little bit more because when Mitt Romney did his I you know, love everything about Michigan Whoa. speech, it did roll off the tongue a little more. Let's hear a little bit of that. A little history. I, I, I was born and raised here. I love this state. It seems right here. The trees are the right height. So now maybe we'll play a little bit more in a second here, but let me react to that. I, I would have thought, Bill, wouldn't you, that if Mitt Romney were going to profess his unfettered love for trees, it wouldn't have been because of how tall they were, but how wooden they were. Uh, I like, uh, I like seeing the, uh, I like seeing the lakes. I love the lakes. Just something very special here, the Great Lakes, but also all the little inland lakes that that dot the uh, uh, the, the parts of Michigan. Um... Mitt. The Little Lakes aren't voters, okay? Just, <laughs> all right, I don't want to tick off. It's like there's a lobby in Michigan. There's the Big Lake people and the Little Lake people. Oh, boy, you just pissed off all the Little Lake people by saying you like the Great Lakes. It, it dawned on him. I better I better do some politicking here for the Little Lakes
1: people yeah. here as well.
0: You guys are great, too. Please vote for me.
1: Unbelievable. I, it really is. I, I, the, this is a guy who never, ever, ever should go off script. Because this guy could not ad-lib a fart. It's unbelievable. Every time he does something, he gets off of the script, he says something that is so stupid, it's un... I like to fire people. What? Why Why do you want him to stick to the script? The script is boring, it's
0: repetitive, it's not at all fun and entertaining. I, I want him to go off script completely, utterly, always. That's what I want, but I'm not in it for, you know the the real political discourse i guess i'm just in it for the fun clips like i like trees I love cars. I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up uh, totally in love with cars. I, it used to be in the 50s and 60s, if you showed me one square foot of almost any part of a car, I could tell you what brand it was, the model and so forth. Now now with all the Japanese cars, I'm not quite so good at it, but I still know the American cars pretty well and uh, drive a Mustang. Uh, I love, I love cars. I love American cars. And long may they rule the world, let me tell you. I want to do well. You know, it's like brick from Anchorman. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the, the folks... Folks in Idaho are a little upset because their trees aren't quite up to snuff.
0: <laughs> no, but their potatoes are very good. They're perfect potatoes. They're just the right depth under the ground, Bill. Uh, they come up with just the perfect number of eyes. Idaho potatoes are the best potatoes in the world. <laughs> if
1: you no, oh no, plan, no, be... no, no, no. PEI potatoes are much better.
0: <laughs> and I like how he goes on to talk about how uh, he loves American cars. Not the Japanese cars. Can't identify the Japanese cars. Yeah. That sounds racist. The guy should work at ESPN.
1: This is the gist of it. With Landry and Hayes.
0: There have been puns, puns, and more puns in the wake of the rise of New York next point guard Jeremy Lynn. Nothing wrong with that. I like a good, clever wordplay as much as anyone. Can't really toss rocks at others who have decided to try and craft them themselves, so long as they are, in fact, crafty. Lynn's sanity reached a new and unfortunate level at ESPN last week. Actually, unfortunate on a couple of levels. The most unfortunate, however, comes not from the wordplay itself, in my opinion, but by ESPN's response. Anchor Max Britos, in an unscripted segment of an ESPN show, was asking questions of an analyst in the wake of a less-than-stellar performance by the Knicks and Lynn. He wondered if we were seeing a chink in the armor when it came to Lynn's play and that of the Knicks. Terrible choice of words. But racist? Warranting a 30-day suspension? I have my doubts. Chink in the armor is a time-worn phrase used over and over and over again. It's a sports cliche, really. I get the feeling that Britos just let it fly without even a thought, with the intention of using it as that old sports broadcasting saw. I just bet that, like Ron Burgundy telling San Diego to go f*** itself in Anchorman, Britos might not even have known he said something wrong, or perhaps he might have realized the misfortune of his choice of words just as they were leaving his lips. It happens. It happens to broadcasters. It happens to all of us at some point in our everyday lives. Don't tell me it hasn't happened to you. Suspension? No. Explanation? Sure. But ESPN has failed not only Britos but the exercise of common sense and fair-mindedness in the pursuit of rational explanation with this suspension. They're just covering
1: their tracks, Bill. Well, you know, there there does seem to be, you're going to get into the racial aspect of all of this, uh, decided bent towards guilt from the white people as opposed to everybody else on this. And and uh, I remember, I think it was Dick Gregory who said that, you know, uh, blacks are, are not able to, uh, uh, to be uh, prejudiced because prejudice comes from a point of power. I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but certainly this political correctness that we're seeing it does come from that place. That's what this is really all about. Look, chink in the armor is something we use all the time it's an unfortunate choice of words. I I do think that something has to be done here. I'm not so sure that a 30-day suspension or the uh, outright firing of another uh, editor on their their, uh, website for using the same uh, saying is necessarily right. It's done so that those who are involved with ESPN can say, we did the right thing. Right. And, and I'm not so I don't sure. Think they did. Well, I don't think they did either, but right. I think that's where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, let's make it go away. Can we make it go away? Well, Here's what, I, what I would really like to, them to have done, if, if Max Britos is a qualified employee, a good guy, and as far as they know, a decent individual who's not a racist and didn't do it on purpose, as I suspect, then I think that what they needed to do was issue a statement to that effect and say, we can't suspend a guy for making a mistake. If we all got suspended for making honest mistakes... And you know, build the context as I have done. Then we—no one would be at work tomorrow, Bill. Not a single person would be at work tomorrow if they got suspended for 30 days for making an honest, um, an innocent mistake. So, if in their investigation they have decided this is what burritos is all about, uh, you know, then they just keep them on the air. I'm going to suspect here that they didn't reach the conclusion in their investigation that he's a racist who planned to put this out there on purpose. Otherwise, he would have been fired. Well, okay,
1: so why did they fire the other guy? Again, it's to make themselves feel better. True. That's what it's about.
0: But, you know, look, we've both been broadcasting for a long time. I can think of times when I have uttered something and as it left my lips went, oh, my goodness. I shouldn't have said that. that. They could take it the wrong way. Yep. And I think that's what happened here. But when it comes to the case of an online editor or a headline writer... That's more process, okay? Here's the headline, chink in the armor. It's about Jeremy Lin and the New York Knicks. Stories down. Get a picture of Jeremy Lin. I'm going to go with the chink in the armor headline. Okay. At some point, you have time to pause, think about that process and, and go, No oh, question oh, hey, there's a, a difference. That's not a, oh my God, I've locked my keys no, in the I car. No, I understand. Which I, I understand, understand is an old reference for you youngsters listening. Sorry about that. We used to be able to lock our keys in our car. Uh, that's more process. And if it's not... A guy who decided this is going to be funny because you know "chink" is a terrible word, but it's also an acceptable sports cliche. I think I'll throw it in. That's a fireable offense. No, but, but also no, no. But you're but just saying
1: that, that's what he did. I'm not sure no, no, that's no, no, what not, he did. No, I'm at I'm all. Not.
0: no, no. I'm not. No, no. My other side of this thought is, and even if he didn't, then he's probably not savvy enough to be my editor or my headline writer, if you could go through the process of cutting, pasting, thinking the headline, putting that together, then I don't think you're qualified Well, hold it, though. That
1: gets us into a whole different uh, kettle of fish here because the thing is, this guy was 28. So what you're saying is he doesn't have the experience. So what you're also saying then is if ESPN is going to put some people in that position, they better have experience, but they don't want to do that because they have to pay for it.
0: Yeah, well, no, I understand that too. Uh, and, And again, if that kid... The 28-year-old, which I don't know much about. If in my investigation, if in my you know speaking with the kid, uh, it's a great kid, solid head on his shoulders, made a mistake. You know, I don't think I would fire him. I think I would say, you're not writing headlines anymore and you've got to get bumped down the line here a little bit. That's the way that has to go. I'd be f- so all for again, that. Again, I have to wonder what their investigation told them. Was this just a Lugan jackass of a kid who went, this will be kind of funny? Or is he just a, a, a nimrod and a bit of a moron, unfortunately, who, who isn't up to the task of, of editing or writing headlines but for again, a worldwide that, internet service?
1: That brings up the, the question, what's he doing there in the first place? Clearly, yeah. a guy at that level if he if they had given him that responsibility they felt that he could do it obviously now they're turning around and saying he couldn't I, I i mean i do believe he apparently came out and said it was an honest mistake he says he's used it many times before and you know what i'll buy into that mm-hmm. but to me it's 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 not about um if, if you want to get into it, it, why they did that you're right it's not about an like a, a lock your keys in the door moment i i understand there was some thought involved but there's also some nuance involved here this kid didn't he says he didn't he says he's a christian not that that means anything oh, yeah, but no, it does they, they, mean, they always like, bring that out but yeah. the point is he says it was totally innocent and I think, at the very least, you put the him in that position. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt. They didn't, and they didn't do it because they wanted to feel good about themselves.
0: So again, well, in a roundabout way, we come to somewhat same conclusions that the you know ESPN management has has. Uh, has
1: they screwed, screwed us up. up.
0: They've dropped the ball. They've shown it. Could we go so far oh. as to say, in their armor, Bill? We nah. Let's not. Nope.
1: I don't know about you, Don, but I'm very much looking forward to Monday. Not because it's Monday, because generally speaking, Mondays are not something I'm looking forward to. But this one, I'm very much looking forward to, and I'm hoping it's like every other Monday and nothing happens. You're probably asking what I'm referring to, and I'll tell you. The NHL trade deadline, which has become a made-for-TV extravaganza. You have Sportsnet, which has been promoing it for what? a year and a half i'm guessing that uh, tsn was pretty close to it as well you're going to have hours upon hours of talking heads talking about insignificant deals somebody gone for a seventh rounder a fourth rounder here i mean it's painful to watch but my fervent hope is that there are no trades whatsoever, and these guys end up tripping over themselves. Not because they don't like them. I like oh, a lot of you them. You wish this
0: on people that, that we all know, and some it's of them It's not about
1: love. that at all. I, I know them, and I like them. I'm hoping, though, that this might stop the hype behind it's this particular. Going, no. I, like, why? You, well, if nothing happens, think- it will. Don't you think? If there are no, no. big deals... No, it won't. Oh, Have you
0: not been watching this for the last few years? Rarely is there anything big going on. I know. Last year, was there anything big? I can't There recall. were 20
1: deals. There's 22 deals or well, something. But was
0: anything like really significant? No. The, I mean, probably there, the there biggest
1: one few. was Dustin Penner going to the Kings. Yeah, okay.
0: So, but I mean, really? it's not like you get about seven or eight huge uh, earth-shattering deals mm-hmm. on trade deadline day. And that hasn't stopped. That hasn't... Uh, cease the the big hype machine from hitting overdrive for for this year. So why w- I wouldn't suspect that if it is a quiet day again this year that, that there'll be any less hype. There'll be more hype. There'll, there'll be more for next year. They'll just keep building oh,
1: it. As long as they get eyeballs,
0: they don't care who gets
1: who. Well, moves. that's the point. And they will have eyeballs. But it, I I do believe if you start seeing nothing happening in these events, the eyeballs will start going elsewhere because people get ramped up by this. They they're expecting big things. Here in Toronto. We're that's expecting all for. kinds of things. That's why you'll and see even more hype, I
0: think, because because that's what they want. They want people to get amped up for it. They want them to expect, and even if they're they're left flat, who cares? They got this many eyeballs. It's reported as a viewership of this, well, or a listenership of this, or this many hits to the website. I understand, and,
1: and you're around. right, and I get that. I understand that. I'm just saying that if, it, if the hype is to be brought back even a little bit, it'll be because nothing happens, and that's what I'm hoping. I'm sick of the hype! I love trades. I like all of of this stuff. I just, I've had enough. This is crazy. Well, long ago, uh, I I lost the appetite to have to know
0: at the exact moment somebody got traded for somebody else. Yeah, who cares? And when I was doing the morning show, I often napped in the afternoon just so I could, you know, survive getting up at 4 a.m. for 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And on trade deadline, it was no different. I'd have a big, huge nap in the afternoon. Guess what? I'd get up at four in the afternoon if I went down at one o'clock, and then I would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get everything in a nice, neat little package for me. I didn't have to waste time sitting in front of the TV or being, uh, you know, These chained rent-toss. to my smartphone or whatever it might have been at the time. So it didn't matter. I, I was three hours later than the guy who knew it right away. Yeah. Okay, whatever. In the long run, What has that done? This just in, uh,
1: Dominic Moore traded for a second rounder. Does that impact your life?
0: No. I mean, when, when, when you get the big picture finished, when all of the moves are made, when they're all completed... Right. And then you can get some analysis of who did what, why, who came out a winner, who failed. Mm-hmm. That's what's really important. The actual process of trade by trade, this third rounder goes to Nashville for Anaheim's fourth rounder and quite possibly a defenseman that I've never heard of right. before. It yep. doesn't really matter until you give me the bigger picture context. And that isn't going to come till everything's done but here's the anyway problem. later I, that
1: night. I agree with you on that. But they start at 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't. What in God's name is going to happen at 8 o'clock?
0: Don't need it. I won't... You know what? I'll fish a little bit. I'll tune in every once in a while. Has anything happened? And and I'll watch for a few minutes maybe. But I'm not going to sit there going, can't go anywhere because something could happen at any time and I need to know. I need to know as soon as they utter All it. All
1: right, here's a question for you: Do you watch this and think, "I wonder who's going to get this first, McKenzie or yeah, Kiprios?" No. And, and does it matter to and, you?
0: No. And don't remember either, Bill. No. You tell me who who broke the Dustin Penner. Did you say it was Dustin Penner? Was it? Was
1: yeah, that was year? probably the biggest one last yeah, tell, year. Yeah, do you remember who broke it? No, not of not course a, you don't. Do I care?
0: It doesn't matter who right. broke it. What matters is the move was made, and again, the larger context of everything that happens from here on out, from trade deadline day two. The Stanley Cup playoffs and beyond. That's what matters.
1: What's What might happen as well and something I will be watching for because I will be watching both networks here and there, but also Twitter because I know there'll be something on there that will not be true and I can't wait to see who reports it.
0: All I can say is thank goodness TSN has a second station now because although I don't need to nap in the afternoon anymore, What I'd rather do is watch curling anyway. And if it happens to be a replay of the Scotties final on Monday afternoon on TSN, You'll be there. I think I'll watch that.
1: It's Phil Hayes and Don Landry, and you're getting the gist of it. Don, we're in what I like to call the, hey, aren't we, great season. That time of year when we're subjected to an endless barrage of award shows. The Golden Globes, People's Choice, Oscars, Emmys, ESPYs. I have little or no interest in them. And to tell you the truth, I've generally felt that way about the Grammys as well. But this year I watched, and for a couple of reasons. One was to see how well Adele would do. She ended up winning all six Grammys she was nominated for. I liked her album 21, but I really liked an interview I'd seen... That very evening, actually, on 60 Minutes, Uh, she seemed so normal and likable, which necessarily was not the case with the other reason I wanted to watch, which was to see how they would acknowledge the passing of Whitney Houston. She died the day before the awards, and as it turned out, she was duly honored as one of the great talents and voices ever. I remember when she first hit the big time, how beautiful and innocent she seemed, and that voice... But as she got older, she fell victim to her demons, never really seemed to get over them, and the first sign might have been her marriage to Bobby Brown, a bad boy by reputation. There's a story here with a lesson we could all learn. We live in a society that is smitten with celebrity. Everybody wants to be a star. Well stars don't shine much brighter than Whitney Houston. She had everything. Looks, talent, stardom, a great future but she dropped the ball and it all went south. We may never know what it was that she was wrestling with, what she couldn't handle, but we do know that all her success couldn't help her deal with it. Let's hope she finds peace in the next world because she never could in this.
0: Beautiful woman, gorgeous voice, supremely talented. I, like you, at the time she hit the scene, was in music radio so many years ago. And uh, my early career was dominated with playing Whitney Houston tunes. My iPod has a bunch of them on there. Mm-hmm. As you know, I've got a big 80s collection. And there's a lot of Whitney Houston on there from the 80s and the 90s. And uh, uh, it's it's odd how some things like this will hit you. And um, and this affected me a little bit. I Not every celebrity who goes away is going to have me contemplating my life, where I've been, where I'm going. And I think, again, it's because of the big attachment to my career early on. and just sure. how much I thought of her as a singer and and how uh, saddened I was by her falling off the radar, falling into drug problems, going off the path. And it was only recently that one of her songs came up on my iPod. and I'm thinking, boy, you know what? It's time for a, a comeback. I want Whitney to make it all the way back and be one of those big stories. And then... Lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, she died. And so it, it did affect me for a few days. I felt down about it and pensive, thoughtful, and and, and I'm not always feeling that way. I, I, I didn't really think much of the funeral, to tell you the truth. I thought it just turned too much into, uh, look at all these great performers who are going to use this moment that happened to far too often chops. yeah and, absolutely uh, and it, it, it was disappointing i think i think jesse jackson was a little disappointed you see him kind of sitting on the dais and as this was going on he was one of the people that wasn't clapping at everything and giving standing ovations he was mm-hmm. kind of it looked like he had this look on his face like uh let's remember it's about the woman in the casket about 10 feet away from yeah exactly not yep. turn this into
1: you know, but that's what—that's uh, how they, uh, how all of those things end up being. I think yeah. you know, and and let's face it, you you can't get much bigger than Whitney Houston. Right. Although, you know, Michael Jackson would be this, even bigger, I would think. And 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 with his funeral, the same sort of thing happened. It's it's the way that uh, we all—I don't want to say celebrate the passing because they don't celebrate that, but they celebrate the life. Right. And and a part of it is to try and take some little piece of that themselves when was the last time you saw stevie wonder except at a funeral yeah as an example and and you you know you you can't get much more talented than stevie wonder and i don't think he's dealing with any type of demons that i know of Um, he just doesn't seem to be relevant anymore (laughs) but he was and clearly for someone like whitney houston the issue with her was she lost the plot somewhere she lost the plot it's sad but that was never really acknowledged in any of the stuff I watched. It right. was always how great she was 20 yeah. years ago. That's That, to me, is truly sad. Yeah. Don't you think?
0: I, um, no, I don't think it is. I think that's what you do in the immediate wake of... Uh, unless, unless I'm not following exactly what you're saying here. I mean, I don't think it's it's sad that they celebrate the life and talk about all the great. But things they only and don't celebrate on the weaknesses. No,
1: they, they they didn't touch on the weaknesses. I didn't yeah, get that. That's turn. what I'm saying.
0: I, I don't think. I you don't. Know. I don't. Would you, if you're eulogizing well, think, somebody that you loved, would you touch on the weaknesses and say it's really a shame that I she became a, drug-addled? And I think um, what
1: I said was there's a lesson to be learned here, and we don't get the lesson when we see Stevie Wonder. That's doing not the a free appropriate concert. time to do that. I don't think. Well, uh, no, 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 you're
0: right. We on that we agree, but I don't think it would be an appropriate place to 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 well, I don't think give a sermon about the dangers of drug abuse and don't give a sermon in a church bill i guess is what <laughs> i'm i'm saying to you uh, celebrate the life Uh, But don't go overboard with it and don't turn it into your moment to perform. I thought the most moving performance was by someone that I'm not even really that fond of, Alicia Keys, because she could barely sing Mm -hmm. and barely get it out. And she normally performs so much better, but she was obviously emotionally choked up. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't carry the tune properly. Yeah. And then again, I I go to Twitter right away. People are roasting her terrible performance. This, uh, are you kidding me? No, it's the world we live in. The kinds of people who shouldn't have Twitter accounts should not be allowed to maybe even own a laptop or anything with a keyboard and internet access to do that kind of thing where's your head <laughs> continuing in the vein of music if you will bill and you you mentioned before we get to rihanna and chris brown my goodness you know just off the top rihanna go have a talk with tina turner all right we'll, we'll talk more about this in just a second but <laughs> You mentioned Adele and the Grammy show. Yeah, uh, it was filled with you know monstrosities like Nicki Minaj's whatever. That wow, was. what was that? Even Katy Perry's doing this instead of just simply singing and doing her things. She's got to have this elaborate. Everything is giant, elaborate choreograph. Sure. The aforementioned Chris Brown, who it makes me sick watching him do anything, but he, it's just he's going up this giant Qbert stage and everything's huge. Adele goes out there, one microphone. Her standing there takes a flamethrower to the place with just her voice. Yep. It was by far the strongest uh, few minutes. Oh, she's in, an in incredible animation. talent. And, and th- there you go. There's the example again of of all you need. What you sh- you know? What I want from performers is just you in a microphone. You can pull that off you got talent. If it's got to be all this other crap going on, you may not necessarily have talent. So good for Adele. It was just a stunning moment. And Jennifer Hudson with her singing. Just
1: uh, as an aside to that, don't you think that since we've seen uh, the advent of videos that music has become visual as much as it's become oral?
0: Well, it has in many ways, but it doesn't have to, even in this day and age. I mean, we, We can name lots of great performers, you and I right now, who don't do that kind of thing and don't stand have out, to? For and sure, they can mesmerize you mm-hmm. just by you know sitting at their piano, playing their guitar, singing, doing whatever. So to get back to Rihanna and Chris Brown, uh, absolutely. Rihanna needs a sit down with Tina Turner. Who did you know? History lesson for those who don't know: Tina Turner, Ike Turner, terrible relationship, bad woman she was. Mm-hmm. And she finally left. And if, if you've seen the movie, read the biography, you know, she just kind of walked away from him and said, I don't want anything. I'm keeping the name, though, because, you know, that's part of my fame. Yep. And she climbs all the way back. And, and when she did, he wanted back in her life. And she said, no, it, it, very simply, Rihanna got beaten up by Chris Brown. We all know that. It's into the record. He's issued an apology. It was more than just, you know, uh, he got mad and punched her in the arm. It was a terrible assault. Yeah. So for her to now come back to the point where she thinks it's a good idea to do a duet with him, I, I'm i not sure what I should think. Should I have sympathy for her because she obviously is so misguided and hurt Inside that she can't make the strong, proper decision? Or do I take the cynical approach and go, she doesn't give a crap and thinks this is great publicity, doing a duet with a guy who beat her up. We'll get people talking. She doesn't
1: need that, though. Yeah, she's, right. she's way above that. Uh, you know, one of the things that I found really interesting about that was when Chris Brown was on the Grammys, people were you know, I'd let him hit... This was women. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd let him hit me. Whoa. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's that, that superficial, oh, isn't he hot-looking kind of thing. I mean, you know... I don't know Rihanna, uh, and I don't pr- profess to know what's going on inside her head. It's possible that she likes getting hit. As, far, as hard as it is for me to believe, there are people who like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I do think this was a terrible misjudgment. I think it doesn't look right, and certainly someone should have at least told her that. But am I surprised? No, not no. at all. I mean, I, I, nothing that these guys could do. Would ever surprise me. The fact that Chris Brown was even on the Grammys is somewhat surprising. Yeah. You know?
0: And wins one, and they call it a coming out party. As though he has had to come back from some terrible injustice that was foisted yeah, upon yeah. him. oh no. yeah. He did it himself. Unbelievable to me.
1: There is one difference between Tina Turner, what she did, and, and, and uh, Rihanna. And the difference is that. One. Well, there's quite a few. <laughs> but the difference was, as I see it, I never became anything after that he was nothing without yeah. Tina Turner. Yeah. Chris Brown isn't like that. And and maybe that says something about our society too. Maybe that says something about that kind of stuff doesn't matter and if that's true it's even sadder. Here's
0: what I'd like to see, you know, if they're going to do the duet, again, we'll go back to the aforementioned Tina Turner. It's it's Chris Brown and Rihanna singing Better Be Good to Me and as soon as he opens his mouth in the studio Tina Turner bursts in, grabs him by the collar, tosses him at the studio and finishes the song with Rihanna. That would be a pretty good duet. It'd
1: be a great video. Once again, the end is here, and so we reach the final curtain. We talked a lot, and some was good, but you decide because I'm not certain. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. The TTC. Uh, No, I want more. (laughs) No, no, you don't. The TTC, the mayor's fitness, and that had nothing to do with his diet. The celebration of Whitney, Rihanna, and Chris Brown. Okay, we didn't celebrate those two. The NHL trade deadline, which, well, we might celebrate if it becomes a dud. As always, your feedback is invited at donlandry.com. So till next week for Don Landry, I'm Bill Hayes, and that's the Gist of It. Uh Gist of It. I like seeing the uh, I like seeing the lakes. I love the lakes. The Gist of It is available every Wednesday afternoon through iTunes or at donlandry.com. I love cars.